hello everyone. Uh, welcome to Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel. And today we are going, as we kind of conclude our first week, going through the book, uh, getting ready to go through the book of 1 Corinthians, we're actually going to read our first verse in the book of 1 Corinthians. So far this week, we've been in Acts chapter 18, which kind of gives us the historical uh, uh, account of how this church got started, primarily by the Apostle Paul, along with the help of Priscilla and Aquila, and and a little bit later with Silas and Timothy. Well, today we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And so we're going to read verses 1 through 3 today. So here's how Paul begins this letter to this church. And again, remember, this is only about three or four years after Paul started this church. So it's still pretty fresh on his mind. Um, and these people, their faces, their names are still pretty fresh in his mind and in his heart. And he prays for them regularly. And But he also has heard messages from them or about them. And so he's concerned. And so he's going to write this letter, which he begins like this. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all of those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Pretty standard um, structure for Paul's letters. It starts with just a, a greeting, and he usually introduces himself. So we know that Paul is the one writing this, along with this other gentleman named Sosthenes. Um, don't have a lot of history on Sosthenes. Uh, he's not mentioned in Acts chapter 18, so he most likely comes along a little bit later. Uh, but the church here knows, the church in Corinth knows Sosthenes because it says our brother. So it's quite possible that Sosthenes actually had been a convert in the city of Corinth, but then started traveling with Paul. So Paul writes this letter to the Corinthian church. He's actually in the city of Ephesus. So if you look on a map, you know, Corinth is in Greece, Ephesus over in modern day Turkey, Asia Minor. And so um, a little distance there, but this is very shortly after Paul had started the church, maybe two years, two and a half years after he left the city of Corinth is where he's writing this. And so Sosthenes is probably from Corinth, who's now is with Paul. Now, it's interesting, uh, especially talking about what we mentioned yesterday, that the Corinthian church is filled with issues and problems. But look at how Paul addresses them. Look at how, how he refers to them. He says that they are they're the church of God. In all of their messiness, and we're going to see rampant sexual immorality in this church. We're going to see division. We're going to see that they really follow and idolize people more than Jesus. We're going to see that there's a lot of social hierarchical competition, you know, kind of like who dresses the nicest, who has the most money, who has the fanciest hairdos or clothes styles. I mean, all of that's going on here in the Corinthian church. They have absolute chaotic uh, worship services. There's a lot of arrogance and pride in people in this church. This church has crazy problems. In fact, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, here in St. Louis, uh, if you travel down one of our interstates, we recently I, I saw a, a billboard sign advertising a church, and it's called, you know, get off the next exit or whatever to go to the Corinthian church. So there's a church here in our city called Corinthian Church. Now, I don't know anything about this church. I uh, probably should research that, right? But 
But my first thought was, who in the world would name their church Corinthian Church? That's like the worst name out of the Bible because that church was horrible. <laughs> so the truth, though, is, is as horrible as the Corinthian Church was, here Paul says it's God's church. So, again, like we said yesterday, no perfect church, but they're God's churches. So we must be careful how we slander, how we treat the attitudes we have towards God's church because it is God's. It's his. And not only is he called the church of God, he also calls them those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Those who are called to be saints together with all of those who every place call in the name of the Lord. So Paul's addressing these, their church family, their brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, they've got issues. They've got big issues. But who of us doesn't, right? I mean, the Corinthian church could be any American church. I mean, any American church today, you're, if you get a large enough, you're going to have people that have sexually immoral sin going on in their life, whether it's looking at pornography or flirting with someone who's not their spouse. You have same-sex attraction issues. And I mean, just you have adultery, fornication, all that goes on. And it should not. It ought not. We must address that. But Paul deals with that. We're going to see he, that this is a big deal. But American churches aren't any different than the Corinthian church in that regard. We have division. I mean, 19,000 churches every year just in the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, scratch that. 19,000 churches per year across denominations uh, either split or have major conflict. Um, so we see that rampant in the American church. Um, and we just see a lot of these things go on. We, we have celebrity pastors where people are more interested in following a, a, you know, a human preacher than they are following Jesus. Um, we see all the same things that are going on here in the Corinthian church, going on in American churches. So it's, it's sad, but at the same time, look how Paul's addressing him. It's the way God views us. He is sanctifying us. We are his church. We are called to be saints. That should encourage us to live to the calling that we have. And lastly, it says, all of those who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. You know, it's easy for us to get tunnel vision and think we're the only ones on this planet who are trusting in Jesus. We're the only ones on this planet dealing with faith issues. We are not. Be encouraged. We have thousands, even millions of brothers and sisters all over this planet who we all love the same Jesus. We study his same word. We pray to the same God. You know, we are um, taking Lord's Supper as one big family. Jesus died on the cross for all of us. And so when we call the name of the Lord to be saved, we're getting saved. And we're seeing it right now, like our church, we have an unreached people group in West Africa. We're seeing people get saved. And it's exciting because they're calling on the name of Jesus. It's the same one I called on when I got saved. Uh, one of my, my my youngest son, he called on the name of Jesus over the Christmas holidays and gave his life to Christ. So excited about that. People are doing that every day all over this planet. And we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of sharing this great news, the gospel through which God calls people to become saints from sinner to saint. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of salvation. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus. I'll talk to you next week.